Cellar dwellers. Welcome to the cellar dwellers. <laughs> I'm Christian here with Colby. Hello. And uh, today, as we said in the last episode, uh, we covered happiness. Yeah. By Todd Solandas. Do we know Solandes? how to say his last name? I didn't look it up. <clears throat> Should we figure that out before we no. keep going? <laughs> no, we can just keep it as his. Uh, yeah. Well, as see. much as I really do like this film uh nah we can just it's fine yeah we're, I, th- I think i think he's used to it so this movie came out in 1998 yeah so making it the earliest movie we've watched so far yeah because uh, i was thinking v- about that visitor q is what 2001 2001 yeah, yeah so so we get a, a lot of weird huh. 90s vibes in this one yeah this is the hmm the like poster child Ugh, saying child is rough. The uh, epitome of... <laughs> What's funny is that nobody knows so far why that... Unless they've seen it. Uh, it's the... the it, it like hits 90s indie films to a T with the music, with the color palette, with the cuts, with the edits, with... The cast. The cast, with the acting style, with everything. Hits the 90 indie style to a T with a twist. And what is that twist, Colby? Uh, it's the darkest comedy. Uh, <laughs> you may have ever seen? I maybe have ever seen. Because this yeah. one, this one, what's different about this one, considering we're kind of doing a we're, unplanned, we're unplanned doing... trilogy of, of really, really dark comedies, this, this is the only one that is funny. truly a, a, like a comedy. Yeah. It is about the worst people. And you will love. And it, it, there are some well, really funny moments uh, <laughs> that you feel bad laughing because there are so many other moments of pure, just monstrous horror. Disgust. Dis- uh, I don't even... It's not... Uh... <clears throat> and this isn't even a horror movie in any yeah. way. It's no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> I mean... The argument can be made, but yeah. it's, it's not. It is not. This would, this would never be included on scariest movies ever made, but it no. would be included on most disturbing films ever made, which I can't say is how I found it. Uh, prior to uh, watching it, I believe we discussed how I found it, and that was, I believe, through Roger Ebert, because I was a very big fan. That's right. Uh, when I was in high school, because I saw this film in high school, uh, I bought it from Movie Stop. God, they imagining did. high school Colby watching this movie <laughs> open a lot of, uh, a lot uh, of no. Eyes I said I in my... bought it in high school. I didn't say I watched it in high school. Oh, interesting. I watched it my freshman year of college, so it wasn't that you were, far. You were away. scared? Uh, no, I just I just remember buying it like the summer before college. Okay, uh, like right after senior year, and I just didn't watch it, and then I watched it uh, like b- right before going to college. Interesting. Um, so happiness, <laughs> seeing all of this uh, when I was younger was it was kind of um, edge lordy, and felt very like oh yeah this is pushing the limits and I really like this, this. is edgy just to be edgy edgy just to be edgy. Uh-huh. Uh, I watched it twice 
back then, once alone, once with a good friend of mine, and then uh, the third time was this evening, if I'm remembering this correctly, and I think I appreciate it more now than I did then, uh, but it is equally as funny. Yeah. I mean, Which is really fucked up. Yeah, so you, <laughs> you had seen this movie twice. Yeah. Uh, I had not seen this movie. I also had the pleasure of coming to the movie... Having More seen, or less blind. Yeah, I, I chose to, to be a little bit blind on this one. I didn't want to do a ton of research on the director. Cause I hadn't seen any of his movies. I knew that much. Which And you had seen two I've only ones. seen Palindromes and the technical sequel to this, Life During Wartime. Mm-hmm. But I saw those in college. In all honesty, I was probably drunk and just really don't... I just genuinely don't recall them. Uh, I, I know that I've seen them all the way through... I just don't have much memory of them, and yeah. that makes me feel shitty. But it is what it is. It's okay. You've seen yeah. a lot of movies. They're 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 not all I've seen good. a lot they're of shit. They can't all be bangers. Mind. Exactly. Yeah. But so so yeah, I came in mostly blind in this, and uh, this is a this is a tough one because it's so different from the other two that we've watched so far. Also, quick, the fucking cast. Oh, bruh. we should talk about. Let's talk about the cast. The cast is is pretty unreal. So from, from the top, top to bottom. Yeah. So from the top. We've got Philip Seymour Hoffman, who is not even the lead character in this, no. which makes sense for around the time the movie came out, because uh, at this time he wasn't, I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman as right. we knew him, but he uh, is, a, he's still a powerhouse in this. Absolutely. He's so good in the 90s. So, oh my God. I mean, this, he, did you see Heart 8? Have you seen Heart 8? Uh, I have not. I gotta lend you that. I own it. Yeah. It's so fucking good, dude. Yeah. I... Highly recommend Heart 8. It's not completely tangent, side note, but this is important, Colby, and you need to listen to me right now. Okay. Heart 8 is worth watching. Okay. End of story. So, Happiness has uh, Jane Addams. She's in Eternal Sunshine. She's like... That's what she's from. Yeah. Uh, she's, uh, right. I believe, like, David uh, Cross's wife or something. Like, the friend. She, I think... I don't that know. That sounds... Either way. Close enough. She was great in this. She was fantastic. I think she's one of my favorite characters in this. We will get to that yes, a little for later. Sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, next, we got John Lovitz, who I've kind of heard is a big dickhead, but whatever. He was very John Lovitz in this. What, but do, we, what do we know him from? Rat, rat race? race? Yeah, Rat it's Race. kind of exclusively <laughs> Rat Race. Only Rat Race. <laughs> and apparently he was a dickhead to Kevin Smith when he was trying to record his podcast in John Lovitz Theater. Anyway, we also got Dylan Baker, who I knew mostly from uh, Trick or Treat, which I love, but uh, he's in so much shit. He's in, um, uh, what were you talking about? What was it? Uh, Hunters. The thing that I had seen him in recently was the the Amazon series, uh, Hunters, the one with Al Pacino and Logan Lerman. It's a big, big cast, but... Uh, yeah, Dylan Baker plays the kind of big bad of the show, at a Nazi, and it's he's a horrible, horrible person in that show, but plays it incredibly. There's a, Weirdly enough, there's a lot of parallels between him and uh, his equally monstrous character in uh, this movie, which, yeah, which we'll his, get to, unfortunately. Uh, his character, Bill Maplewood in Happiness. Dr. Bill Maplewood. Dr. Bill Maplewood right. is equally as horrible. Uh, well, I don't fucking know. Who else we got? We got a few other people. Yeah, we got a few other people. It's hard. We got uh, Laura Flynn Boyle from uh, Twin Peaks fame. She's great. Uh, Fantastic. And uh, then we got some other faces that just kind of pop up, like Molly Shannon. 
Uh, literally, a young Molly, a very young Molly Shannon. About 30 seconds on the screen. An SNL casted Molly Shannon, I believe. Yeah, we we discussed this during while we were watching, but it is this is not the kind of movie that you expect uh, a current SNL member to to really get into because it is so dark Dark. and (laughs) depraved and funny. Unfortunately, it's okay. So, to get into the basic plot is to also kind of give away the structure of the film. Yeah. Which is that it actually is following the lives of three sisters mm-hmm. and their family tree. So, the story is centered around um, Jane Adams, who plays Joy uh, Jordan. So it's the Jordan family, yep. I believe. Three sisters. Three sisters. Two so parents. we got uh, Jane Adams as Joy Jordan. We got Laura Flynn Boyle as Hel- Helen Jordan. And we got Cynthia Stevenson as Trisha Maplewood because she is the only married one who is married to Dylan Baker's Bill Maplewood. What a good marriage. No? <laughs> you wouldn't it's, say? You wouldn't say so? Well, so the movie starts with. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, Joy, Joy Jordan, uh, on a date with uh, John Lovett's character, Andy. Uh, they're at dinner. This is a pretty striking like, opening scene. That's, towards the end of a date. To, uh, <laughs> it's it's, it's, we, it's around the time when dessert and the bill come. Uh, I would say the dessert's over. Yeah, this this scene is such an, a weird opening for a movie like this. But it kind of sets you up really nicely for what to expect. It also gets you laughing early before There's, you know what to it's expect. It's funny, but it's also makes you, it makes you really uncomfortable. John you, Lovitz is a creep, like an he, absolute creep. He's a creep, but you also feel for both people. Definitely. Uh, you feel his his longing for commitment, which is very embarrassing for him to put out there. But you also feel her absolutely understandable, like, I need to get the fuck out of here she was right now very creeped out yeah it was a rough scene uh but at the same time in its awkwardness quite funny yeah and compared to the rest of the movie not <laughs> so bad innocent <laughs> very innocent <laughs> beyond that uh I, I, is it pretty much after that we learn that he it's not long after that correct no it's maybe the next scene yeah uh, it's Honestly, this movie is told very much in... Uh, we bought, we brought Paul Thomas Anderson up a little bit already. Mm-hmm. It's very much told in vignettes of these characters that are all kind of interconnected. So it kind of bounces all over the place. It's not as masterfully done as a Paul Thomas Anderson film. I mean that with no uh, slight toward Todd whatsoever. Todd, please hit us up. Yeah. We would love to fucking talk about this movie. We have a lot of goddamn questions. So many questions. But uh, it feels very much like that. It may be, and I I don't want to say that it's uh, uh, satirizing the style, but it's following the style in a way that you would not necessarily expect. And with that, it kind of bounces around in my mind much more than a more fluid film would. Yeah, it's... And it's a lot of striking imagery, or not even not even imagery, man. Striking conversation, conversations, striking dialogue, striking mm-hmm. uh, uh, concepts that keep getting th- thrust upon. Uh, Things you don't want to talk about are talked about a lot in this. I movie. just don't want to say any word. 
I said thrust. Yeah, not fun. So uh, let's uh, let's break it down character by character. Yeah, that's the best way because, like Christian was saying, this this movie is is really just a collection of conversations between this like web of people, this family who all kind of coexist and and congeal together just based on the sisters Mm -hmm. being related and calling each other and being interested in each other's lives and people that we find out i uh, you found out that the the older couple within the movie that you were like who the fuck are these people are the parents of the sisters Mm -hmm. find that out as that goes along it all breaks down like that and it's it all I, I said this to Colby while we were watching it that this would work, I I believe, marvelously as a play. Definitely. As, like, I, I, I would sit for three hours and watch this disgusting filth. The one thing about that is we would miss all of the really, like, good character close-ups on, like, Dylan Baker's face and... The lighting. The lighting is really yeah. good. All that to say, this movie looks good. It looks like a, a solid 90s indie movie. It just does. It's it the NC-17 version yeah. of a Paul of Thomas a Kevin Anderson. Smith or a... Uh, it's, like a it's like a Kevin Smith and a Paul Thomas Anderson <laughs> movie. Uh, <laughs> fucked, which is like Kevin Smith's dream. God, he would love oh, that. God damn it, dude. You do love Tusk. It's, anyway. You're still distracting? I'm very upset. This movie's rough, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know how to go through this. So we start with... We start with uh, Joy, the sister, who is on this terrible date with John Lovitz, and then it goes to uh, her sister's family, which is played by Cynthia Stevenson and Dylan uh, Baker. Dylan Baker. They have two sons. They have two sons, and one son is straight up non-existent. I don't even remember that fucking kid's name. Timmy. Fine. <laughs> The other oh, one's yes, name is more, Billy. More or less non-existent. The yeah. other one's name is Billy. That's true. And that's the one that fucking matters. Yeah, that's true. Timmy doesn't matter. Timmy always has a stomachache. Timmy always wants to go to sleep. That's what happens. Every time the mom... Anyway. <laughs> Jesus. It really bothered... I, I noticed a lot more this time around. Yeah, this movie is pretty bothersome. That's a good <laughs> It's <episode>. very bothersome. <laughs> so, uh, it cuts... I can't... You really need to help me with the, with the uh, flow of it in terms of, like, where the movie goes. Because it goes to this where we just get this like weird sense, yeah, of of within the family. There's something off. There's something off. The the mom seems very non-committal, non-aware. She's not angry either about anything. No, no, she's she, just she, she's aloof. Very, yeah. very, just like I'm gonna pretend nothing's wrong. This is uh, Trish. Yeah, of the sisters. Of the sister. She's the oldest of the sisters. Yeah, oldest of uh, the sisters. She's the only one that's married, only one with kids. She has two sons and a husband, and uh, Dylan Baker is a uh, psychiatrist or a Psychiatrist, therapist? therapist, one of the two. Of some sort. Um, and he is Philip Seymour Hoffman's therapist. So we're introduced to them in the same scene yep. uh, very early on, and Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is really just describing a... Uh, he... <laughs> Has, what, what a what an intro to a character. Yeah, I don't think we have to go to detail. No, uh, <laughs> he it, he talks about uh, a lot of uh, sexual fantasies that are not great, not great, and pretty graphic, and involving his neighbor, involving his neighbor, uh, who t- it turns out is the middle sister. Yeah, who is played by Laura Flynn Boyle, Helen within the film. Yeah. 
Uh, so he, she's an actress. Yes. And he is infatuated with her and fantasizing about her and thinking about all these disgusting things and saying them to the therapist who is Dylan, Dylan Baker yep. and completely ignoring him the entire time thinking about his own predilections which are young boys. He is a hardcore pedophile. Z- we are yeah. we learn early on in the movie that Dylan Baker very quickly is a horrible monster when he goes to a gas station and buys a young teen girl magazine uh, which is full of like young teen, teen boys. Yeah, yeah, like Tiger like Beat or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, does his deed. It's not subtle. No, no, It's no, very no. clear you know what, what he's what doing. Learning. But, again, none of this is graphic. True. Except for a couple... Okay, there's... Uh, moving on from there, no, yeah. there's no... That's it. That's kind of the introduction of these characters. Know, and, and that's kind of the rest of the movie. You really just get these these snapshots of these people who are doing these things and what the outcome of that is mm-hmm. as it goes on. Yeah. But it, we don't even get all of the outcome because <laughs> we, there's no satisfaction. In the I mean, I, I think... Okay. Let's let's just break How this do we down do this? real quick. Yeah, yeah this this one's tough. This, this is one's not, tough. It's a hard one. I, I think it all breaks down to uh, the moral of the story is everyone that's deplorable is deplorable. Yes, some are more forgivable than others. The ones that are not forgivable, hence Dylan Baker, is gone, removed from the story, assuming that he got arrested and is away. Yeah, that's I believe we can only hope. Yeah, Jesus, I would only hope. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't even agree with prisons, but lock that guy up. <laughs> uh, you can leave that prison shit in there. Fuck prisons, dude. But lock that guy up. Anyway, he, he's away, and I would assume, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman went through his own shit with his weird-ass neighbor. Okay, so his weird-ass We haven't neighbor. even gotten into his his storyline yeah. yet. Okay, let's let's talk about Philip Seymour Hoffman's character storyline. Just through, and we'll get... We'll so we meet him by doing that dirty... He's doing that dirty call, where he's... Well, we meet no, him we in the therapy, therapy session, and then he's doing a filthy call. So we find out after this therapy session of him uh, just saying these horrible fantasies, sexual fantasies, he... We find out his new his kink, you might say, at home. is cold calling women. Well, women, but specifically a woman... But women in general. Cold calling people in the phone book. Yeah. Hoping that they're women. And then saying really, really bad things. Grotesque things. Yeah. And touching himself. And it's... Oh, God. His character is fucking Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's so gross to see him doing all of these depraved things. Because I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. And he's such a good actor. And he's so good at doing creepy, too. And he is so creepy in this movie. Yeah. It's... He's... The sweatiest, absolutely sweaty. The creepiest. It's good shit. He's really killing it. But his whole storyline is that he is obsessed with this woman who is one of the sisters. She's the middle sister, and his neighbor is obsessed with him. And she, <laughs> man, this, there's so many, so many, there's so many layers. layers. Okay, 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 okay. So this neighbor of his is obsessed with him, and so she makes up a story about another tenant dying and No, having... the the doorman dying. Yes. In this weird way. 
and him getting his genitals removed. That's right. To talk to him to raise money. That's right. Yeah. And then while <laughs> raising money for that, she asks him, you know, I also have tickets to this to the playoff game tonight. Would you like to go? But he he was too exhausted from jerking off on the phone, so yeah, he just said no and went pretty to tiring. Bed. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Just assuming. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, man, I like I really don't even like I can't piece it together. I'm just like kind of jumping it's around. It's like a so puzzle of, of it's, horrible yeah, people. It's like I just watched it and it's all over the place. It's then we cut back. Like I don't even fucking know. We cut back to uh, Jane Adams' character Joy, who is now trying to teach uh, an English class. She's a struggling for, teacher for foreign, um, foreign students, students, foreign yeah. exchange, uh, adult foreign exchange students. But there's a teacher strike going on. It's there's so many layers to each character, and it's yeah. it's honestly bizarre to and talk about she just about needs to make money so bad because she's so broke but the teacher strike is going on and she's like feeling that harassment but at the same time her class is not taking her seriously because they already had a teacher her class hates striking her. and then one of the characters jared harris yeah weird introduction to a character that uh, a character actor that we love love who gotta say not great terrible russian accent yeah like, my level Russian accent. Yeah, yours is pretty bad. Well, I'm bad at accents at all. But you love doing them. <laughs> I wouldn't put that on tape. <laughs> You'll do an accent at some point. Oh, 100%. I guarantee you. Uh, but yeah, his name's Vlad. <laughs> Vlad. And uh, yeah, let's just say that he uh, he's a Russian adult student of, of Joy's. and Who I'm very happy to see. Because love Jared Harris, but uh, yeah, he he's he's pretty uh, aggressive, sexually. sexually. Uh, he's he's very upfront in his uh, attraction. He's a thief. He's a former thief. From he's Russia. he's also very upfront about all of that. Uh, and then he he more or less cons her into money. This is like throughout the film. We're just gonna go through her storyline yeah. though. She was like really struggling, like really trying to find a good man and found him and really thought that it would be good but uh no what a one-two punch of john lovitz's character and vlad (laughs) john lovitz and jared harris god Uh, jared harris for sure yeah i wouldn't okay he's got a great mustache in this movie also oh yeah i mean he's not as fucking oh my god dude chernobyl is so good yes watch watch chernobyl watch chernobyl honestly his master pretty extreme in some ways. I would... Oh, boy, dude. Chernobyl fucked me up way more than this movie. For sure. So beyond that, he, he's got a wife. <laughs> he may not call her his wife, but he's got children, multiple children, and a woman that he lives with. Vlad, yes. Vlad. And uh, <laughs> he's he just needs some money. That's all that and this all feels, boils th- down so, to. So they have sex, yep. Joy, and, Joy and Vlad, and then he basically cons 500 bucks off of her. <laughs> And that's kind of, that's that plot line, right? Yeah. And it's sad. It's really sad. And it's sad. You feel for her, but you also kind of feel her. I also, I, I this may be fucked up, but I thought, I thought it was kind of funny of her, her plight because hers was the most innocent. Yeah. Hers was the most, everything was consensual. Everything, like, on, on he, Vlad's side, he was the dickhead, but on her side. He did kiss her pretty hard, but no, Vlad is a, not a great guy. No, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. And honestly, like, 
<laughs> that's kind of that plot line between the two of them. And I think I think we just have to jump into the the really horrible main plot line of, that involves Dylan Baker as much as we don't want to because honestly that's a big that's the big plot of the movie is so he's 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 this horrible pedophile has two kids winds up hanging he's a therapist he's a therapist he long story short drugs his son's friend molests him and we've seen him fantasizing like more or less throughout the film after therapy sessions and things like that but God, he ends up drugging his whole family. Oh, that's true. He's such a monster. Yeah, because he makes uh, a chocolate like syrup to go over ice cream that's full of like sleeping pills. Yeah, roofies or something. Yeah, for his whole family, but then the kid doesn't like chocolate fudge. So he makes him a tuna sandwich. With the stuff Oh my it. god. After that, it kind of... We, we really just deal with the ramifications of that moment, I think. The yeah. that kid is later taken to a hospital where there is clear evidence that he was assaulted, even if he doesn't necessarily remember it because he was drugged. Um, and then throughout this, we also find out through the through the son Billy that another one of his friends is home alone currently. He tells his father that, which we find out later is a big, big, big mistake. Um, yeah. Let's just say the uh, that. Dylan Baker's character just drives over there, and we don't know what happens. Well, he calls uh, the fucking operator. Oh god! To get the address, he's so, I'm trying to find someone's house. It's so easy how he gets this boy's address that he's that he's staying, and and then the next cut is him walking into his own home. So we yeah, you know, and like a lot of this is interspersed with him, like finally connecting with his wife after like such dry periods like you learn very early in a session where dylan baker's therapist character sees his own therapist mm-hmm. and very early into this you see that him and his wife are not intimate whatsoever mm-hmm. but he is chalking that up to being normal to his therapist then immediately sweating and horrified in his car and then that's when we see him go to the fucking gas station and get the you know, he's, he's a he's a he's <laughs> the a, tiger beat. He's a bad guy. Yeah, it's disgusting, man. It's it's nuts. And I looked it up, and he he said that a lot of actors. I don't know if he said this, but a lot of actors did turn this role down. Oh, I wonder why that were offered. Yeah, I wonder. Really, fucking wonder why. But. He apparently said that this did not impact his career by any means, and that he was happy to take the job. I mean, I don't, I don't like the word happy, but I mean, a job, yeah, no, a job's a job, I guess. But the- oh, here it is. Here's the direct quote: Dylan Baker was cast as Bill after more well-known actors were offered the part and balked at playing a pedophile. Baker claimed. that he easily moved on after the film to other roles (laughs) with no negative repercussions to his image or career. I mean, good for him. That's some fucking weird-ass confidence. Yeah, but we do have to say, he's... He did. He is good in this movie. He is so scary. Literally, everybody's good in this movie. He's so scary. Every conversation he has, has just so much something hidden drama and like it is so intense and heavy 
the lighting is always good in, in all these shots and yeah, there's the there's a lot of really not fun conversations that he has <laughs> with his son but they're some of the the funniest because of how wow I mean, how, we, uh, I don't think we have to necessarily talk about them. No, we're not going to get into detail with no. them. But they, they're all, all of a sexual nature. And N- not said, in a p- healthy way. It always turns. Yeah. It always turns. At first, you're just like, wow, that's a dad being very honest. And then you're like, oh, nope. Dad's then he pedophile. says one thing, and you're like, "Oh, he's he's a horrible, horrible pedophile." That's right. I I forgot for it's ten such seconds. A, God damn, dude. It's it's it's. I think you're right. Like this may be the darkest comedy. I, like I don't think I've seen anything that can be called a comedy safely that is this messed up. No. Uh, Which is interesting. Nothing comes to mind for me, honestly, outside of this. If you were to ask me even prior to us watching this and doing this episode, it would have, I would have probably said this movie. Yeah. Uh, Like, (laughs) uh, Visitor Q, not funny. No. Uh, Laughing out of extreme discomfort. Yes. House that Jack built a, a couple definitely comical lines, but there not were a funny jokes. Movie. There were jokes. There were there. jokes yes. that were good, but not a comedy overall. Not a comedy, just like a really well done character study. Yeah. Uh, this is a straight up fucking dark, pitch black, bleak, comedy. dark comedy. Um, and and I think about perversion, about taboo, Absolutely. about in like in like suburban, you in know. in in well off upper middle class. To uh to high to high class because yeah. of the actress lifestyle, uh, it's it's just all I don't know, dude. Pedophile elites rule everything. It's yeah. I mean, Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> of course not. I mean, I fucking know this. Uh, yeah. This is all. This it, what's scary is how how true a lot of this is. Yeah, man. In this movie's worlds. rough. It's rough. Like, the more we're talking about it, the more I'm like, God, like, I laughed a lot and I really feel weird. It's <laughs> this, what, I'm, what I'm learning as we're kind of having this conversation is that this movie is harder to talk about than the first two movies that we talk, that we watched. Yeah. Which and is, it's it's the least graphic. And we see, yeah, we see there's no violence. We, we see yeah. kind of nothing. But it's still maybe the heaviest I, I would say this is thematically the heaviest. Yeah. Fuck, dude, but that's so hard to say. No, it is. I'm saying this. This trumps this trumps Visitor Q. This trumps... Uh, well, this absolutely is heavier to me than absolutely. House of Jack built, but this... Visitor Q is rough, but yeah. I think this is more effective because it's more enjoyable. I think I think this is a really great cap to a, three, a three-part trilogy. A three-attempted... Like, dark comedy yeah like yeah i think it works out almost kind of nicely because at this point i'm like i don't need to watch a dark comedy for a while i will say I just watch a real comedy yeah oh god seriously like, yeah, yeah uh colby's never seen borat is that real comedy yes that's real <laughs> I, I mean it's uh, judge me if you want that movie makes me fucking <laughs> judge laugh, me if you dude. want i'm i'm on record saying that borat's funny you are yeah and I'll i leave, don't care I'll, I'll leave that in i good leave that in <laughs> You should make that make that the beginning and end of the episode. You said we could maybe do a Borat episode. I said we well, if we do a Borat episode, it will be Borat and Bruno because both of those are extreme. Oh, that's true. An extreme comedy. Is it weird that I'm like excited to get to like what we're gonna watch next? I'm actually excited to I'm, get what to what we're gonna watch I'm next excited. because it's gonna be like a real. 
I feel like it's going to be like kind of an epic. I like think so a, too. Like an like undertaking. Yeah. yeah. Let's 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 go ahead and put it on record. So, I I want to say one oh, more let's, thing let's, about let's happiness. Find, let's finish up on. Yeah. Let me cap happens. off ha- happiness real quick. Uh, what a journey. Uh, if you can track it down, and you have the stomach, I would recommend it. It is it is a it is a fucked comedy. It's a hard watch. It's a really hard watch. It's over two hours long. <laughs> did not recall that before coming over here. And it feels like it. <laughs> I did not recall it feeling that long. On I will say on the third watch, I felt every two hour and fifteen minute. There one minute one of thing this. one thing that I did appreciate about the writing and the conversations that are throughout this movie. Uh, there's a lot of silence, and it is like filled with dread at every second. It of and just and I appreciate anxiety. that so much anxiety, and I appreciate yeah. that. But it the did, tone of this film is perfect. Yes. Like he. Todd captured this. I, I I know the guy. That's why I call him Todd. Yeah, you uh, captured this perfectly. But uh, I do want to say on my final note that the last line of this oh film God. is goddamn hysterical and one of the grossest things that's ever happened in cinema. And <laughs> I, uh, I had forgotten until you and just my my me. buddy that I showed this to. Uh, the second time I watched it is the one who like died laughing at that line, and I'm like, that's that's why we're best friends. I was not his buddy. If that's <laughs> yeah, it's if not, that's what you're wondering. It's not Colby. <laughs> it's not Colby. Colby Colby will get there throughout this process, but I think so. I mean, we're buddies. <laughs> I mean, no, we're very we're very close buddies, but it's not. I don't want to. I mean, I'm not going to say his name, and uh, he didn't give me permission. Yeah, of course not. We're gonna dox all your friends on here. I'm not doxing my friends, but I uh, yeah showed him this movie. I believe it was like right before going to college, and he really loved it. And that uh, made me realize that uh, I should not hang out with him as much. So we lived together for a few years. It was great. Now we're still best friends. Yeah, of course. Wonderful. So our next movie is a completely different beast Depart- entirely from everything we've seen. I have been trying to see this fucking movie since like 2012 really when that i first long? heard about it wow, yeah I didn't it's been that. like eight or nine years it may have been 2011 it's when i found out about extreme cinema i heard about this movie this was in the same class to me in the list that i read as like the men who stare at the sun like that crazy like chinese like torture movie wow but no now i'm surprised you never watched it before this Never seen it. Either way. Well, it was hard to track down. There was no physical media of it. That's true. And I don't like pirating things. I just don't. I never did. I'm not proud of my college years of pirating things. I pirated a good a good amount of stuff. I don't anymore, but, but I'm not I'm not I'm not proud of my college years. The next movie we're watching <laughs> The next movie we're watching is uh, a Russian film called Come and See. From the eighties, right? From the eighties. What, eighty four? Uh eighty three or eighty four, I believe. Yeah, I think that's right. It's uh Fuck, it's, it's been on my list for a really long time. This has been years in the making. It's been, uh, for me, <laughs> uh, it's uh, been on the Criterion channel this whole time, but I wanted to really dive into the special features, so I bought it recently. And uh, prior to it, if you're welcome to the special features as well, unless you want me to just surprise you. Thank you, I appreciate the... Yeah. The genuine generosity. <laughs> 
But yeah, that's gonna be our next film, and we have another one lined up after that. We're gonna we're gonna think on that. Yeah, we we've got an idea of where we might want to go after this. Yeah, but we're gonna wait and see. <laughs> we're we're gonna, gonna wait and see on coming. We're gonna see how because this is gonna be a completely different change of pace. Yeah. It's not gonna be. It's not going to be a weird found footage Japanese film. It's not going to be a wonderfully crafted character study delving into, like, kind of cool-ass metal shit. And it's not going to be a really fucked-up comedy. comedy. It's going to be a goddamn depressing war movie. War film from the perspective of a child. And I'm excited. I think I'm excited to see that perspective, which is so weird after... This is, this is like... 245, I believe. Oh my like god. Like 240. We're gonna have to yeah. strap in. Also, yeah. I'm excited. I'm free this week, my dude. Of course. I'm always free. <laughs> we're, we're in quarantine right now. We are we have nothing but time. But I'm excited. This is the first movie that neither of us have seen. Yeah, I have not. Oh, that's true. Which, that so true. we're both kind of going in I completely mean, blind. Yeah, I don't I've know only much. seen the Criterion trailer and I, I know a little bit about it. I'm that's not gonna it. watch the trailer. I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna go in. That's it. I know nothing about Come and See, but that will be the next movie. Uh, very much looking forward to it. I hope you guys have uh, enjoyed the first few episodes of this. We're going to keep this going. Uh, we'll let you know the next one. Oh, we should also say, we have a we have an email address. We do. Cellardwellerspod at gmail.com. Uh, we just have it. Hit us up hit if us you up. want us to watch anything. We love hearing suggestions. Even if even if they're movies that you think we've already seen, we want to hear your take on them. You know, tell us what you think. And we're always down to rewatch. Obviously, absolutely. So I've seen a lot of things. Colby's seen a lot of things. We've both seen a lot of things each other haven't seen. A uh, fun uh, Reddit friend that I told you about, yeah, uh, told me to watch Border. Oh God, Border is such a good movie, right? Yeah, and I was like, dude. Emily's fucking sick. <laughs> like, it's oh, a, that's a crazy one. It's a true bonding experience. It ha- is. Having it really is. Movies. Finding somebody... Hey, everybody. We probably won't cover it anytime soon in any near future, but watch Border. It's really fucking good, and it's on Hulu. Somehow it's on Hulu. Anyway, send us send us anything. We want to talk. We want to we wanna hear from you. Um, but yeah, we're, we're excited to watch Come and See Next. Um... It'll be a nice change of pace. Sorry, sorry, this was a hard one to talk about. Yeah, this one was weird, uh, mostly because it was too enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> it's really, it's really fucking hard to talk about a hard movie that you think is really funny uh, when it's so fucked up and so much bad stuff happens in it. Yeah, it's really disgusting. You'll but, know if you watch it. Uh, I would not watch it with my mother, but I would show it to my best friend. Nobody, nobody should <laughs> That's watch my this. saying. Now. Nobody should watch this. Wouldn't watch it with my mother, but I'd show it to my best friend. That's my thing now, dude. I'm gonna say that from Is that now your on. closing line? Yeah, wouldn't you? Okay, so we're the cellar dwellers. I wouldn't show it to my mother, but I'd show it to my best friend. <laughs> I'm Christian. God damn it. <laughs> and that's Colby. Good night. Bye guys. <laughs>